Welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the ultimate podcast for African entrepreneurs, where we bring you insights, inspiration, and stories of success. I'm Mark Israel, your host for this episode, founder, CEO, startup coach, university lecturer, engineer, and human being. In today's episode, we're kicking off an exciting new series that takes us on a journey through the evolution of African startups. We'll be reconnecting with entrepreneurs we've interviewed in the past, delving into their progress and uncovering their most valuable insights so you can learn from their experience right on. And so I'm thrilled to have two incredible guests with us today, Justin Locke, founder of Chemix, and Eric Wong. Justin and Eric, it's an honor to have you both on the show. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for hosting us on the show once again. two years and a half after our first appearance and uh, a lot of things to discuss today. And uh, since I'm with Eric, uh, which is an evidence of the business growing well, uh, I, I will let him to present himself and introduce the context into which he joined Camix since uh, I'm already well known from the show, Eric. Yeah, it's the first time for me in this in this show. Uh, thanks for, for having us. Yeah, it's an, I'm Eric. Um, Spanish, probably guessed by the accent, but uh, yeah, met Justin through a friend in common, learned about the project and joined a bit over a month ago, which seems like yesterday, but uh, yeah, exciting for the future of the, of the company and the, and the challenge it's trying to, to trying to solve. So yeah, looking forward to, to this discussion. Great, cool. So, um, so thanks, thanks, guys. Very happy to have with you, uh, to have here with you today. Um, so for, for, for our listeners, so, um, who listened to to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa since the inception. So uh, Justin has been in an earlier episode. It was actually August 2020. So uh, it's almost uh, two two years, three years ago. Uh, It was episode nine of season two. So you see it's, it's, and now we're in season 12, episode two. So, um, so it was a long time ago. So uh, before we uh, we dive deep into today's conversation, so let's state, let's set the stage. Uh, and Justin or Eric, can you give us a quick refresher on, on on what Chemix is and its mission? Yes, sure. Chemix was born in 2019 in France as a startup with the ambition to change the way the African diaspora in Europe sends money back home in Africa, starting with Cameroon. Uh, basically, our unique value proposition is to propose a remittance service, which is free of charge, no hidden fees, fair exchange rates for the African diaspora in Europe. Today, um, we are still qualified as an early stage startup as far as the retail segment is concerned. And we have successfully diversified into the business to business industry, where we serve also uh uh, a couple of strategic partners uh, who are working into the same space, uh, meaning that they, they 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 rely on us for their remittance flows. And this is this is still the the business model you're operating in. Okay. Exactly, same business model, same flow of funds. Uh, difference being mainly in the transaction tickets and frequency of the payments. When it comes to business to business, it's higher volumes in lower frequency rather than. Uh, low volumes in higher frequency when we are dealing with the individual customers. So basically, we are now growing comics on those two segments, even if the initial idea was to unlock the massive 40 billion remittance markets sent uh, yearly by the African diaspora. So, so, and what, what, so basically, so you move from B2C to B2B, uh, a B2B more approach. Am I correct? 
Yeah. So to more specifically, uh, we faced uh, a tremendous amount of challenges when it comes to uh, growing into the B2C segment. Uh, the first one still being opening a bank account. I recall last show I was trying to explain uh, the necessity for me to open 15 bank accounts in 12 yeah. months at the very beginning. So we still have that kind of issues today uh, as a fintech startup dealing with cryptocurrencies, accessing to uh, the most um, top-notch payments channels it's kind of tricky uh, and on top of that uh, there is a lot of issues associated like being a regulated company in the crypto space uh, uh, overnight you will try to deploy your app into the the, the play store or whatever store and uh, you are informed that you are not allowed to do so you cannot advertise on the platform so making it very challenging to boost acquisition uh, to get uh, 1 million users uh, which brought us to the point where we had to be creative in the figuring out new ways to source revenues uh, while not changing too much the core of our business model. Uh, so we had uh, the chance to meet a couple of strategic partners, which are corporations who will basically uh, uh, help us thrive by uh, relying on us for large transaction volumes. Uh, and today, this is what makes up 99% uh, of Kamik's revenue since uh, last year, in 2022, we processed roughly about $80 million um, of, uh, of flows. Uh, wow. On the last few months, the average transaction volume was in the range of 15 to $20 million, uh, still with a profit margin of uh, 1% on this volume. Uh, bringing us to a profitability level of um, 200k revenue monthly for 50 to 60k um, uh, costs. So that's where we are right now. We um, we are figuring out the best way to use this extra revenue from the B2B activity to unlock all the challenges related to the B2C segment, since that's where the hurt and the mission of Camix is since the beginning. Wow, but that's that's uh, that's pretty impressive result. So, um, but but what what was the the, the major hurdle? So I, I heard well, being in the crypto space in Africa is well, it's challenging uh, to say the least. Um, but were there any other um, really you know uh, hurdles or, or or big problems that you faced that that forced you really to rethink the way that the business is operating or was operating? I would say same problems from different people, uh, and 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 the news we are getting hit with today are another evidence of this. Uh, you can be forced to shut down your business, not because of the regulator, as we had to, maybe not because uh, of um, acquisitions, but maybe just because your banks collapsed, which happened uh, uh, in the US. We've seen yeah. Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate, Signature Bank shut down operation. And that means a, a, a huge array of crypto and even non-crypto company that will have their funds locked and will probably die in the next few months. So uh, we are exposed to that kind of risks. Luckily, nothing bad happened to us so far because we selected the most uh, trustworthy partners in Europe to work with as a regulated French entity as well. Uh, uh, what is really the key blocker is the understanding from our partners of what we are doing, starting with banks, starting with payments provider to access the top APIs and payments channels to improve our user experience. And um, and um, then uh, fundraising is also always an issue since uh, the investors have to understand uh, all the technicalities of the blockchain, the opportunity of our business model, where we are doing 
a kind of arbitrage, but sustainably uh, grounded in some economic rationales that we don't want to deep dive too much because it's a, it's a deep economic theory. So that's a lot of things to explain um, uh, in, in, in very limited amount of time and space uh, for people who don't necessarily have time to, to focus on what we are doing. And at the end of the day, we reach the point where our numbers would speak for us. So we try to focus on business, on business and uh, and uh, all else should unfold. And I think that's, uh, I just want to come back on this uh, understanding uh, of, of your business by your partners, um, including um, investors who you're raising fund with. Um, so how do you really overcome the reluctance of, you know, or not the reluctance, but the fact that people don't understand the blockchain business and all these things. And when they hear blockchain, they hear, uh, you know, Bitcoin fraud, uh, Celsius, uh, all these things that happened over the last uh, months. Um, so uh, do, do you have a secret sauce really to explain that things or or not really? It's just hard work and, and going back and again and again and again. Well, you never know what people really understand from what you are trying to express. Uh, so the, the one-on-one being to say crypto is not blockchain and blockchain is not crypto. And when we talk about blockchain and crypto space in general, there is many, many layers. A traditional view is to see the application layer, the infrastructure layer, and then all the, the support layer. As the crypto company today, we qualify as an application layer. So we are not doing anything related to protocol. So we are a pure fintech crypto company, actually. Uh, we you use the blockchain technologies and other cryptocurrencies to make money. Basically, we are traders. Now, um, about the risk associated to crypto, we explained that we don't do anything related to speculation since we process yeah. funds only through stable coins and we only use collateralized stable coins. That's where we have to explain, uh, in which direction we are, we are safe from scandals like the one we, we saw with Celsius or the depigging of USDC. Yeah. Uh, so basically it's a set of choices that we made. That, that sets us apart from the general fear, uncertainty, and doubt around the crypto space in general. And that's what is hard to explain because people have to understand the differences for each of those uh, elements. What is a stable coin, collateralized or not collateralized? Uh, what's the difference between a blockchain and a crypto? Uh, what is arbitrage opportunities? Where do we buy cryptocurrencies? Uh, the type of exchanges we deal with, the, the, the fiat on-ramp and off-ramp channels that we use. Um, it's a lot of things to understand. Uh, so uh, quite fair enough that um, uh, uh, huge funds are flowing into the ecosystem, but uh, not from any types of investors. And probably we rather have to look for, for investors from the US or from Asia who are much more mature on those topics as compared to their fellow European investors, I would say. And that's and that's an and I want to bounce to, to bounce back on that. Um, actually, uh, uh, I'm just out of a of a pitching session with a couple of companies, and one is is in is in the, the the blockchain space as well. And 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 I could feel as well that. Um, and I was with African investors, and, and most investors really did not get at all um, what what blockchain was about. And again, it's always thing about you know the cryptos and the danger of cryptos and everything. So although they are dealing as well on stablecoin. Um, but but have you seen any changes really in the African landscape um, since since we, we spoke and, and that that it has that has impacted oh, yeah. your business? Well, well, that has impacted our business. Um, kind of slowed down in plans, especially in twenty twenty one. 
when I was heading to Nigeria and I was yeah. literally above the Sahara Desert when the central bank decided that uh, everything related to crypto shouldn't be processed by banks anymore. So yeah. two week trips turned into a three month trips in the hope that the CBN decides oh, another gosh. ruling for, for me to incorporate the company and then come back and start business, which happened finally one year and a half ago. And uh, right now the situation is there is some ruling in place and we are definitely going to chase for the crypto license, digital asset service provider license in Nigeria. So similar things happen in other countries. In Cameroon, for instance, it happened in July last year that the, the financial markets regulator recognized crypto companies as uh, um, financial intermediaries and uh, they are yet to publish the ruling that will define the sets of rules to follow in terms of capital requirements, organizational structure to be able to operate in the crypto market. Uh, so uh, I would say 90% uh, of cases are positive news from Cote d'Ivoire, where Binance meets the president, uh, from uh, Central African Republic. Uh, not sure where they are going with their project, but they were the first African country and the second in the world to adopt Bitcoin yeah. as a national currency. Uh, Nigeria, Cameroon, and uh, except some exceptions, uh, like Morocco, maybe Egypt, and, and other very specific uh, jurisdictions, we really see a positive um, uh, uh, um, uh, way towards the adoption and regulation of cryptocurrency in Africa, uh, as it's, it's been the case as well for, for jurisdictions outside Africa. So um, overall, pretty good news on track. Cool. So And so basically, so you're growing the team. So Eric is there. Um, so how, explain either you or Eric, you know, really how Eric fits in the global picture, how the team's growing and, uh, and, and why did you take this decision to grow the team? Yeah. So, uh, I'll leave the floor to Eric to, 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 to tell, to tell a bit more, uh, insider information about where we are at. Knowing that in Cameroon today, it's a team of 30 people full-time. Wow. And uh, in Paris, we are a squad of six people working full-time as well. We got uh, the chance to be accepted in the incubation accelerator program of uh, La Banque Postale, which is uh, uh, one of the historical state bank in France. Great. And uh, basically, they are leveraging, we are leveraging their network to grow and uh, to get some advices, especially from uh, some members of the board from La Banque. And now we are, we are, we are geared toward a growth in 2023, thanks to the profits, uh, generated in 2022. And Eric joins us as the VP of operations, basically to help me not being a solo founder anymore and drive the expansions in new jurisdictions. So Eric, if you want to say a few words about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I mean, the, 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 the all, just to go a bit further back, the goal of Camis has always been the same, right? Which is offer the African diaspora the possibility to send funds home for with no fees instantly, yeah. right? But in order to do that, like I mean, Justin mentioned, there is a lot of struggles, a lot of like steps to go through. And as a entrepreneur, you try to make the most out of the resources that you have. So that's where Camix has been focusing on the over the past years to develop the app, develop the operations, develop compliance because it's very compliance heavy, right? So the focus has been more on that. And now that the product and the offering is taking a bit of a further shape and the cash has been piling up a bit uh, thanks to the B2B side, Camix is able to push to get the to get the payment licenses push to grow the the company to structure to put on a structure in the company and to internationalize so not only you're going to be 
operating in France, but also across Europe, in the UK, Canada, US. And for that, and that's what attracted me about the project, right? It's it, there's a global vision here. There's an, a great ambition. The African diaspora is everywhere, and the solution uh, needs to be uh, in our eyes everywhere. So, of course, everything is going to be very. It's going to well. We're going to try to make it as fast as possible, but there's a lot of steps to take, and I'm here in part for for that to to try to help uh, Justin and. Um, offload a bit of all of this work that he has on his shoulder um, and hopefully expand the team um, over the helping uh, over the coming months and, and are you are you coming from a from a blockchain background as well or that was not really a cup of tea not at all no so so i've been doing so i worked in so well we both studied in in paris in hcc and then we took different paths i went to okay. london to work in an in investment banking for some years, then changed to a startup doing focusing more on, on e-commerce uh, on the e-commerce side, um, one of the Amazon aggregators, and then moved to France or, or Paris for personal reasons, and yeah, that's where I met uh, Justin, and and here we are. But no, I I don't have any experience in the in the crypto blockchain uh, world. I'm still getting. I mean, I've always been interested, and I've always been like hearing a lot about it and reading about it and informing myself, but I'm not an expert. Uh, luckily, for now, I don't need to be an expert. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm still leveraging a lot on Justin's brain and on the team's brain. Um, but yeah, it's something I need to get used to. It's a lot of uh, new topics uh, coming in for me. The language, because I'm not fluent in French, the industry, the team. But yeah, it's exciting. Ah, cool, yeah. and particularly with uh, with uh, the, the news these days, you know, SVB going down, yeah. Silver Bank, FTX, <laughs> Celsius. I think that the, the crypto world yeah, yeah. has been completely shaken up. Well, it's a, it's really crypto. It's not blockchain once again, but it's a uh, well SVB. The, I think the yeah. SVB uh, problem is is quite 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 you know challenging. I think in the US, uh, yeah. Silicon Valley is going to well, it's been shaken up mm. badly. Luckily, we haven't the, been the directly impacted. We haven't been directly impacted, but we're as we are expanding and we're um, exploring our options in the US and we're open and needing to open bank accounts, etc. Well, that's been a big challenge. Like every bank you yeah. approach, they're like, "Well, you're doing money night uh, transfers. Are you anything related to crypto?" It's a, like a sh door shut immediately. It's like everything is on hold. Everyone is like putting like their shields on to try to to protect themselves as much as possible. So it's a different difficult time to be in in this industry but i mean it's a matter of when you talk to investors or people and um, you, you try to interact with or partner potential partners it's a matter of them making up their mind if they want to deal with if you if they want to understand the industry or not right um if they don't want to understand it and their policy and they have made up their mind okay i don't want to deal anything with crypto because i don't understand it or i don't want to understand it it's very, it's going to be very difficult to convince them to do otherwise right so yeah. the conversation is quite um direct and straightforward when you see someone is like very close to that option okay and let, let's let's move on let's let's check again in some months but it's it's not you're not gonna make someone change their mind on crypto by just telling him over and over and over again that it's safe you yeah. need to so like that the industry needs to show it by itself right and that's why the the like the more the industry grows and the more 
players come into the industry, the more people are going to, the less skeptical people are going to be about it, right? So sure. it's difficult to educate an entire industry on it. It's just finding the right partners that have the same beliefs and are rowing the everyone in the same direction. So yeah, so yeah let's see how it goes. No, it's good. It's cool. And I think that's, uh, you've got a, you got a bright, bright future ahead of us and talking about the future. So are there any, any new projects, initiatives in your pipeline that you're really excited about, uh, that, that you may want to share? Yeah. Thanks to Eric Horsepower. We are right now, uh, uh, going active in incorporation in the US, Canada, uh, UK and exploring new corridors, uh, in Africa as well, namely through new partnerships. We are looking forward to getting executed on one side with payments aggregator in Africa that will help us leverage their mobile money network coverage yeah. to, to terminate the transactions in, the, in mobile money wallets everywhere we want to operate in Africa. And on the other side, partnerships, uh, in the, in the jurisdictions where the African diaspora live to have a better acquisition channel, provided all the hurdles we are, we are, we are seeing when we want to advertise on the platforms like uh, Google, Facebook, where we are banned from anything related to acquisition. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, so th these are the main, the main projects we have in terms of business developments. Uh, so incorporating in these new jurisdictions will eventually mean sticking new licenses, especially payment service provider licenses, and uh, not not forgetting about France because from all this stress, uh, only having the crypto license or the crypto registrations doesn't help us unlock as much opportunities that are needed to to thrive in our business. So even in France, we are yet to apply for payment services licenses. Uh, which comes with a lot of capital and expenses requirements, and um, and uh, this is this is the battle for the for the next twelve months. Cool. So we're getting we're getting uh, close to the end, um, and and just one one last question really for you for you two. Um, so in light of your experiences over the past year, uh, well, two years actually for you, Justin. So a few months now, or well, a few days, actually a month for you, Eric, but. Um, what advice or advices uh, would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs in Africa? Uh, it would be pretty much the same advice as uh, two years and a half ago. Be, be, be ready for everything. Uh, 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 be ready to get your hands literally dirty. And uh, there's they, nothing like a small problem because before starting Cummings, I would have never imagined on this earth that opening a bank account could be a question of death or life. So get ready really get ready <laughs> okay okay that's that's a nice one eric I, I know that you may have not experienced really uh in chemics but any any advice for young entrepreneurs you have been in the entrepreneurs world for a while so yeah i mean i guess i mean i don't have the entrepreneurship and experience that justin has had uh, but uh, yeah worked with some friends in the past uh, starting their companies early um I mean, the, the, the suggestion that I always do is just to try to be um, positive and driven and, and be open-minded for, for, um, for flexibility, right? And that's related with what Justin mentioned. You're going to need to wear a lot of hats. Be open-minded about it. Don't be afraid and just try, try, try. And from that, from all of that, you're going to learn. And, and even if that project doesn't work out, the learnings you're going to get from all of that are going to help you in many other aspects of your life, not only for your next startup, uh, but also in your personal life on, on many other, many other topics. 
And just a simple fact of trying to figure out how something works. I mean, you might need to that entrepreneurship and mentality to try to figure out what school do you put your kids on, right? So <laughs> it's all learnings you're going to be uh, taking advantage of uh, in the short and long term. Uh, that's cool. So yeah, well, I, I love the be positive, driven, flexible. Uh, but yeah, get ready or be ready to get your hands dirty. Uh, I mean, I, I love that. I think that would be the, the signature sentence for, for that episode. So uh, a huge, a huge thank you uh, to, to you, Justin and Eric, for sharing your incredible insights and experience uh, today and to all our listeners for joining us on this journey of discovery. So you've been tuned in Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the essential podcast for Africa's trailblazing entrepreneurs brought to you by the Talk Collective. I'm Mark Israel, co-founder and CEO of Today. And today we had the distinct pleasure of engaging with Justin Log and Eric Wang from Chemix. So to learn more about that adventure, be checked to show the show notes uh, in, the, in, the, in the text below of uh, that episode for a direct link to Chemix and their incredible journey. So as we wrap up, we'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to rate us five stars on your preferred podcast platform. It generally helps us to grow so and reach more entrepreneurs like you. So we can't wait to see you back here next week for more inspiring stories and transformative insights from across the African continent. Until then, keep dreaming big and making a difference. Ciao, ciao.